Yeah. Okay. I forgot to tell you this story. So I was driving home from the studio last. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Do you remember, um, I stopped at that lookout near, uh, the gorge in Washington. And when I had stopped there on the way, I kind of got out of the car. It's this amazing, like Columbia river scene. And of course I thought of you because an Eagle came and flew immediately. And I just got to watch it. Well, on my way home at that exact point, this like fighter jet went right by the highway, like right past my car. It was insane. <laughs> it was totally insane. Did it like hurt your hearing? Uh, n- no, because I had my podcast turned up pretty loud. But I, oh, you were in the car. Oh, okay. I yeah. was. In, I was dri- in the. Did car it shake driving. the car? Yeah. Uh, no. I don't. Think I mean, for so. dramatic effect, you might as well just say yes. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Shook it the shook shit quite out a bit. Thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and now you had that sonic boom happening too. You know, <laughs> it was, but it was cool. I hadn't, uh, you know, that one time you and I were driving to Denver. We had that uh, cropper plane, yeah, doing tricks. That was fun. It was kind of that feeling, you know. Yeah, it's all of a sudden out of nowhere. There they go. They're on a whole other. And it level. came from behind Just, me as well, so I didn't see it till it was like right in front of me. The speed is unbelievable. It's office hours with me, Chris, and Brentley's here too. He's still traveling abroad in Berlin. How you doing, big world traveler? I'm doing pretty well. I, uh, I'm still jet lagged. I have no idea why, how even, I don't know what time to wake up in the morning anymore. Maybe it's because you stay up to like 3am every day. Well, you know, you do it for the shows. <laughs> yeah. We got quite the show today too. We're going to get into it. There's a lot to cover and I'm very, very, very much looking forward to hearing how the meetups went. But before we jump into all of that, let's say hello to our virtual lug. Hello, Mumble Room. Time appropriate greetings. Hello. 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 Yep, we're doing this show live every other Tuesday over at Jupiter.tube, and you're always welcome to join us. Time is converted by robots automatically to your local time zone at jupiterbroadcasting.com slash calendar. Get in on the bot craze before it was cool. We also have a matrix room where we got a bot taking your title suggestions while you watch along. So thank you, everybody, who's doing that in our chat room and helping us bang suggest. And the best becomes the winner at the end of the episode. Uh, you know what I want to do a quick mention of before we get into the show, Brent? You know what I want to mention? What's that? Linux Fest Northwest. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want to spoil anything. I don't know if anybody's going to make announcements, but two of our old friends already are that we used to do podcasts with are already confirmed to come to Linux Fest Northwest and hang out with us. Yep. Whoa. So if you're a longtime JB listener, some old friends will be there with us at Linux Fest Northwest. Some old names that you'll recognize. Still making content today on their own places. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great chance for new friends, old friends, all of us to get together. It's coming up October 20th through the 22nd at the Bellingham Technical College in the beautiful Pacific Northwest, right as the leaves have begun to change and we're transitioning seasons. And traditionally, right around the Halloween weekend is really when winter and fall kind of seem to set in around here. So this is just kind of before that zone. So you never know quite what to expect weather-wise, but it's generally before it's really crappy. So you got to get a chance to see it with the leaves still up there with the colors. And uh, come hang out with the crew. It is the best fest in the Northwest, LinuxFestNorthwest.org. You know, I would say it's probably, uh, from my experience last year, it's probably a great time to drive through those mountains as well if you're headed either to or from Linux Fest. Just putting that out there. 
Yes. Oh, there is a geocache up there for someone to find. That's true. At least on Highway 20. If or uh, no, uh, yeah, it was a 20. Yeah, if you take Highway 20 mm-hmm. at Washington Overpass, there is a there is a geocache, which is something we got to talk more about. You know, we kind of put the uh, uh, pin in the old geocache thing until spring, and now spring has arrived, and we don't really have a geocache plan put together, but we definitely have listener interest. I guess I could have placed one while I was here in Europe. <laughs> oh yeah, we still could. You never uh, know. Maybe make it a Nextcloud geocache. Oh, Next I'll see thing. what I can do. All right. Yeah. You, just, you never know. So, yet you extended your stay. You're still there. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to arrive home yesterday, and uh, here we are. Same environment. I'm still in Berlin. I decided <laughs> to stay. I mean, it's the listener's fault. They showed me such a good time. I Tomorrow I have plans to go do touring of the city with a listener, uh, Stasi, oh. and uh, I'm very excited. I just basically sent a list and said, hey, can we do some of this? And they've organized, like, uh, to have a vehicle and to route plan. And I'm, I'm like, it's, I feel very fortunate. Our listeners are amazing. Yeah. Yeah, they really are. Thank you, everyone who's presented me with a fabulous time while I'm here. It's your fault. That's great. So um, I know you had a chance to meet up uh, with groups. You've had a chance to meet up one-on-one. Give me a little sense of the flavor, what it's been like. Hmm. Well, it's a bit different than what I'm used to with our meetups, Chris, because uh, typically I'm with you and Wes, or at least at least you. And right. uh, uh, this time it's just me. And so I'm getting all the attention. It's really weird. Uh, it turns out they don't mind that you're not here. I mean, they would love for you to be here. Don't get me wrong. But they're just grateful. Somebody from JB is finally visiting. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. No, they like you. Everybody loves Brent. So I'm sure they're glad to see you. Of course, I mean, if they had their choice, they probably would have picked Wes, but... I know. Yeah, Wes is hard to beat, for sure. Um, but it's just been a great time. I feel like I have friends here, even though many of these people I've never met before. You know that feeling. Uh, as soon as you see them. Like, I got more hugs before learning people's names than than anything this week. It was <laughs> really, really sweet. Oh, it's great. And I think probably the meetup that we had last Friday really was a culmination of all of that. Just tons of folks excited to you know, have an excuse to meet other folks in, in Berlin who have similar interests, not to mention, you know, that JB's in town. So it was a really, really, really amazing, well, I was going to say hour, but we were here for like four or five hours. And so we teased it a little bit in last week's Linux Unplugged, but I wanted to go into details about the meetup because it was really special. And, uh, I, I did grab some audio from the meetup. Um, I didn't get some from everyone who showed up. We had something like 15 to 20 people kind of revolving through. It was really amazing. I was expecting, you know, it was super last minute. So I was expecting four, maybe five, you know, if we were really lucky. And so I was blown away by the turnout. My favorite part, as you know, Chris, is to learn a a little something about every individual at a meetup, if you can, you know, if you've got the time. And this meetup was a little different because we got to kind of all sit around a circle and and have a chat. So I, I had the opportunity to grab some audio from a few listeners. Okay, we're here at Nextcloud offices. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a meetup, and uh, there's a bunch of listeners here. It's really fantastic. More than I thought would show up in such short notice. Um, so I'm just going to go around, and uh, we're going to meet them all. Yeah, I'm Alex, uh, a gigatexel on in Matrix. Um, I'm from the States, and uh, I work here in Berlin. But you've lived here for quite a while, I think, what I gather. Yeah, I've been in uh, Germany about five years, and in Berlin about 
two, two and a half. Sweet. And uh, I think you like it, right? Yeah, dude. We're n I'm never going back. <laughs> I mean, I was just there to visit family, and I'm, I'm, I was pining to come back after a few days. So it's just, this is home. So next step is to learn the language. And uh, yeah. Sweet. And uh, how did you first get to know JB? Like, what brought you here to the meetup tonight? Yeah, that's a good question. When when and you were setting this up, I was trying to think of the answer to this question. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I just I found I think I found Coda Radio randomly, and the dynamic between Chris and um, Mike is just insane. So I just and then I found the rest of the network from there. And how is it meeting other listeners? It's cool. It's good. Like we're we. I don't think we talked about Linux at all this whole time. We were just talking about life it's really cool um but yeah it's been fun we basically showing you all the berlin stuff right like the, uh, just the cool vegan donuts and the and the stuff around town so trying to get you to go to the club with us maybe and stuff like that so well we'll see what happens yeah. and uh ben how about you like i you, you live in the neighborhood from what i understand yeah basically i'm uh my place is like five minutes by bike here and you did you, you You learned about this, but like today or yesterday, um, the meetup, um, thanks for being here. I mean, it seems like super last minute, but, um, thank you. No, 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 no. Thank you for being here. Uh, I'm basically loving this to bits. Uh, you're basically one of my slightly, but only slightly imaginary friends <laughs> that I get to meet in real life right now. And I'm, it's, it's making me so happy. You can't really imagine. Um, I've been a JB listener since about 2007-ish or something. So there's no show in existence today that I haven't listened to from the very first episode. And I've been loving it all. So... Wow, first of all. But also, you revealed that this is kind of your first experience into the JB community. You don't necessarily, you know, go on Matrix or anything like that. I'm curious, like, what made you come out tonight? This was my once-in-a-lifetime, maybe, <laughs> opportunity to uh, get to a meetup. Basically, it's in my hood. It's as we already discussed uh, it's very close to my home and i just discovered the day before yesterday when i was catching up with my jb shows um that there's going to be a meetup so i had to be here uh, it's uh, it's fantastic i'm loving it well it's amazing and uh you're making me blush over here <laughs> all these <laughs> it's really nice thanks for being here and pavel uh you're here as well tell us a little bit about you Yeah, hi, I'm Pavel. I'm, uh, I've been a listener since 2012 or 13. I'm not sure. I started with uh, the Linux Action Show. Yeah, and uh, I've been listener, very, very happy, happy listener since. So, yeah. So we're, we're keeping you happy. That's good. And how is it meeting some other, some other listeners? You having fun? Yeah, it's great. This is my first time interacting with the community, basically. Well, I've been, uh, I've been on the um, live shows a few times, um, but um, more on the quiet side. Yeah. Well, lovely. Thanks for being here. And uh, can you introduce yourself as well? Yes. Hi, my name is Sandro. Um, I live in Berlin. I'm like 
40 minutes from this place. Um, so um, I've discovered uh, JB like I think two years ago, um, basically just searching for something Linux related I could listen to because I don't know that many people that share this interest and joined the the matrix room uh, for the London meetup uh, that happened. <laughs> That's the door. I think there's someone else over here. So so the London meetup was yeah, here. Originally joined the the matrix for the London meetup that happened last year and uh, got to know some people there. Um, and now, so usually I so got into the community a bit. Um, and now on Monday, I heard that you're in the area and thought I'd have to, to join, of course. Cool. Well, thanks for being here. And uh, what do you think of the next cloud offices? It's really nice. Um, so it's a, kind of a typical, has the typical startup vibe, I'd say. Um, very, very nice. Um, well, uh, I, I've, I've been lucky enough to meet the people here and, and they're fabulous even more so than the space so maybe one day you'll get to meet them i'll tell you what's fabulous is the people that made it to that meetup wow that was really great to hear um that's just uh so awesome you know it really is a global community mm-hmm. yeah i didn't mean to make you jealous with uh, with those clips but <laughs> <laughs> no it's great it's great and that was just you know a small collection of the folks that showed up i didn't get a chance to you know get a soundbite from everyone we were just busy deep deep in some really lovely conversations but that's i think a little taste of at least listeners who've been with us for a while. But uh, we did have a listener, Jared, who, well, actually, he wasn't a listener at all. He's a professional classical singer and vocalist, and I was a little confused why he was there. I'm Jared. Um, I am a, uh, I'm a listener as of today. <laughs> um, yeah, I just saw the event on meetup.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, yeah, I'm an avid Linux, Linux enthusiast and um, always looking for interesting Linux content. Didn't know about you, um, but then saw the event and thought it'd be fun to come. Well, uh, that's a unique, usually that doesn't happen. And, yeah. and, and so I'm, I'm, I'm glad it happened. And uh, so, uh, I don't know, what do you think of us weird people? I mean, I don't know, just as weird as I am. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That sounds perfect. And uh, I mean, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, my pleasure. I like that he introduced himself as a new listener. Like he's like, "Yeah, I'm in. I'm in." <laughs> and this was only like, I don't know, 30 minutes into him being there. He stayed the entire time till like 1 a.m. or something like that. It was really great. So I think uh, we got another one. We got one hooked. I think we had a couple of those on our West Coast tour. Um, you know, we had a, a a group of gals that showed up at one of the meetups that I don't think were active listeners, but they were interested in Linux and mm. then they came to the meetup and then yeah, that was pretty neat, too. I think they were from a local group. But it, it doesn't happen very often, does it? Where you're like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. That's not <laughs> Usually, the story I yeah. typically get. Typically, we get the super fans like Ben. And uh, somehow we've been strangely used to that. And uh, so when we get a new new listeners, just as, uh, I don't know, it's impressive. Well, somehow it's... It's kind of brave. It's a, I'm not that extroverted, right? I wouldn't, I don't normally just go to that. I mean, I wish I, sometimes I look at meetup.com and I go, yeah, I could go to that, <laughs> but I don't actually ever do it. <laughs> you know, I think I think Berlin, from what I gather from my short time here, is a little different in that sense. You know, it's there's so much happening all the time, every single day, and so if you, you know, are interested in certain topics, uh, you can easily find an event that's related to what you're interested in. So Linux, in this case, was you know that that connection point, and well, it turns out you know with the next OS meeting that's happening tonight that I'm hoping to make it to. 
there's just like Linux related events happening. I don't know, multiple times a week. So it's just, you got to get out there. Sounds like you're really enjoying it. Well, I did extend my stay by double. So uh, I think that's probably a good sign. Aside from guided tours from listeners of uh, must-see places, uh, what else do you have in store for your remaining time in Berlin? Yeah, I haven't done the tourist thing yet. You know, it turns out the next cloud offices have been so hospitable that (laughs) I've just been here organizing meetups and organizing, you know, all sorts of things. Uh, So tomorrow I've had listener Stasi just offer to tour me around town. They have the day off and I thought... Well, if I can get a local to tour me around town, like, how great is that? So uh, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, But this coming Friday, I decided, why don't we do another JB meetup? I mean, we did it super last minute last time, and maybe we couldn't pull it off again. So uh, we're having, I'm calling it JB Berlin meetup number two. I mean, we'll see if there's a number three. I'm not promising that. But number two is same time same place. I mean, it'll be a little tricky for those who are catching this episode as it's released because it will release on the very same day as the meetup, but I thought it's kind of a fun thing. So we are going to team up with the next cloud folks this time and do a bit of a hackathon um, just to introduce some JB listeners who've been asking me, you know, how do I get more involved in some of the next cloud development? And I thought, well, maybe we could bring both teams together, you know, Team JB listener and uh, some Nextcloud folks to try to introduce them to the development process. And uh, even Frank threatened to join us as well. Uh, So we'll see (laughs) if that happens. I mean, he's got a pretty busy schedule, but even if he drops in for a little bit, that might be fun. But I know there, we we already had uh, a few developers from the Nextcloud team at least offer to be there uh, in, in an online capacity to guide us through a bunch of stuff. So it should be a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, we'll try to get the word out because, yeah, this comes out, you know, it's already going to be afternoon by the time this episode comes out in that area on the day of. So maybe we could also, I'll try to make a note, Wes and I could try to mention it in Linux Action News. I get, the, you know, it's, uh, plus you've got to hope that folks are still signed up to the meetup page that went to the meetup. So maybe they get the notification, but I'll make a note. The great thing too is the Matrix Room that has been mm. created for Berlin. Um, right. It, the Berlin Buds room, of course. It has been active, like crazy active. And there's uh, so many people in there. I, how many? How many now? Let me let me check this. Uh, we've got the, like 30 people in there at this point. And, and it just got created last week. So I feel like that's pretty nice. So yeah, you can get the signal out quick that way. That's great. That's it. And uh, really, we've had three folks already show interest in the development cycle for Nextcloud and trying to help out. So I, I feel like that's worthwhile. And I'm hoping some listeners that weren't able to make it last week because they were on holidays, hopefully they can join us again this week. But I know it's again, last minute and all of that. I apologize for that in advance, but we'll see what can happen. And we'll keep that Berlin Buds room around. So if we ever do another event or when we do another event in Berlin one day, or like if we go to FOSDEM or something like that, we'll coordinate in that Berlin Buds room. So if you're listening and you want to jump in there, or if it's day of and you want to try to see what's going on in real time, you can go to bit.ly slash Berlin Buds, and that'll forward you to the correct room in our matrix. That's bit.ly slash Berlin Buds. And we'll put a link to that in the show notes, too, so that way you can, you can you know, get that. And, of course, then there's the Meetup page as well, meetup.com slash Broadcasting. 
Got to get that in there, Brent. Got to get them in there. Mm. Great idea. I'm glad you're doing another one. Um, and it's really, we should say a big thank you to really the NextCloud folks for hosting now what sounds like multiple meetups in their office, right. which is really nice of them. They're so. slowly getting to be more and more JB swag in this office, it seems. <laughs> um, but, it's a slow JB takeover. <laughs> right? Yeah, give it a, give us a month. We'll have desks here, I'm sure. Um, but they, they, you know, the NextCloud team also said, hey, you know what? Actually, it's great to have this kind of energy in the office. So they're more than happy to host us, which is hmm. really sweet of them. Well, look at them. Uh, before we get into uh, some great news, we have a new contributor that can publish to production that we want to tell you guys about and chat with them and do a little introduction and talk about what's going on project-wise. And uh, to transition, I want to mention Linode. Go to linode.com slash Jupiter. That's a way where you're like, I don't really know which podcast to support or I want to specifically support office hours. Linode.com slash Jupiter. You get the $100 60-day credit on a new account. You can really try out. I think the absolute best in cloud hosting from a price standpoint, from a performance standpoint, from a UI standpoint, from a company culture standpoint, from a backend standpoint, from a performance. I mean, I could go on and on all the standpoints that matter to you when you're trying to pick a host. Yeah, that's why I use Linode. Everything we've built, including our new website, that all runs over there. So when you go to Linode.com slash Jupiter, you get that $100 in credit. And, you know, they're investing massively. They're really turbocharged now. They're really kind of kicking it up and uh, they're deploying a dozen new data centers this year. They've invested massively in the underlying infrastructure for their existing systems. And of course, they are their own ISP and they win the best return on investment every stinking year. And again, they did it in 2023. You can run your workloads on Linode. You can use a massively distributed compute system or you could just do it on a tiny little nanode. Whatever your particular work needs are, Linode will cover it for yourself personally, for work business. I use the whole range. I've got it from like personal gaming service for my kids, sync thing endpoints for my personal stuff to like, you know, huge backend processing for the matrix server, for our encoding jobs, for our website, for distributing files like Linode, 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 Linode across the board. You can go see why for yourself at Linode.com slash Jupiter. You get that $100, you can really just try out whatever you want. I mean, that's... It's real money you can kick tires with and see why we love it so stinking much and support the network at linode.com slash Jupiter. I think we're pretty lucky today to be joined by CG Bass Player. Now, you may recognize that name. In last week's Linux Unplugged 503, there was a particular boost that came in from Duke Silver, 50,000 sats. And it simply said, hey, thanks to CG Bass Player for mentoring me with uh, all sorts of things around the website project. So I thought last week uh, on Linux Unplugged, it would be very fun to uh, endow Ryan, CG bass player, with some right privileges to the JB.com repo. And I thought we should celebrate that here as well. CG bass player, welcome into the office. It's great to have you, sir. Well, thank you for having me. Well, thank you for the contribution. So uh, what did you do to get a 50,000 sat boost sent to Linux Unplugged? What? Uh, tell me the story behind that. <laughs> I don't even know. I was <laughs> really just, you tell me just being your good old genuine self, somebody was was so struck with that that they wanted to boost they it? They must have been because, <laughs> I mean, when 
I we get questions into the website uh, matrix chat all the time, and when that happens, you know we're we're all very kind there. So if you guys ever want to try contributing to the site, come on in. Um, but yeah, when people come in with questions, I usually try to hang out in there and answer any questions they have about it. And it just so happens that um, Duke Silver there, he had a question about, you know, how how do I contribute to the site? And I gave him a basic rundown, you know, how you actually do it with, uh, with forking it, making it branches. And yeah, it all started with that. Well, first of all, uh, you're a natural because you got the plug-in for the website chat and yep. the contribution. So well done. Yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm impressed. And, you know, <laughs> I, I really feel like what you're underscoring here is a demonstration of a different type of value for value beyond just the boost, where you're not only contributing to the website in a very useful way and the GitHub project, but you're also communicating with people and they have questions in the chat room. Like, that's that's a serious contribution. Uh, and so I, we wanted to both say thank you very much for that. And Brent, let's talk a little bit about why you felt like you were prepared to endow CG Base Player with the publishing capability. That seems like, uh, you know, that's our storefront, right? You just gave them the keys to the storefront. Our, our little business, our little uh, mom and pop shop. I don't know. I'm trying to think of another uh, analogy, but I don't got it. Uh, yeah. I mean, we don't just give these out for free, you know, you gotta, you gotta earn it. And I'm not uh, even sure if I can publish to the website. I mean, you know, maybe. I don't think you're allowed to, I mean, we, we've protected ourselves from the Chris factor. That's probably smart. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say Rhinus just like consistently, and especially since I've been traveling so much this last month, just been there for listeners who, you know, are maybe arriving for the first time to the project and have had questions. I'm constantly seeing Ryan, you're just like mentoring folks and saying, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Check out this, you know, contributing document that we have that explains some of the processes. Or if there are holes in that, you've been explaining some extra things for uh, new contributors. And I, I just, I, from my experience with the website project this last year, that's so essential to, you know, give folks a good experience to come in for the first time and have that kind of just friendly environment. And that's unfortunately not true of all open source projects, but I feel like our community has done an amazing job uh, around the website project in doing that. And I think Ryan, you've been kind of holding the torch in that regard uh, for the last at least several weeks since I've been too busy to pay any attention. So a uh, huge thanks there. Making the onboarding smoother, you know, which really matters. That's a good lesson. Uh, in, in making a project appealing to people to contribute, especially people that don't have a bunch of time. So having somebody help them get started in the right direction helps them use their time most effectively. So, uh, CG, I'm curious, what made you want to contribute your time and your talent to this? What was your motivation there? So I've been I've been listening since end of 2020, beginning of 2021, somewhere in that area. And the way you guys present the podcast it really does feel like just a group of friends having a conversation even if i can't directly talk back and for me personally um contributing monetarily isn't really an option so when you guys started pushing the value for value i was like that's a great idea i want to get involved that way and then you guys launched the website project and i'm gonna admit when you guys first launched it and it was getting rolling initially, I 
was scared to jump on because I've heard horror stories about people trying to get into open source and it just, it, it scared me for a little while. And then eventually I said, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to contribute to open source. I want to help out. And so I dived in and under the mentorship of El Ray, um, I was able to slowly contribute more and more and more. And as I learned how to do it, I was helping people who were just coming in how to do it. Man, that's great. Also, thank you for the shout out to El Ray. We should. El Ray also has been uh, still a fantastic contributor. Thank you, El Ray. Appreciate you, too. It is one of these challenging things, like the the whole breaking into an open source project mm. and trying to, like, you know, learn the culture. And I think maybe because this these projects are connected with the shows, you kind of already get an idea of what the culture is when, b- before you get in, before you jump in. And then because we kind of talk about it rather transparently here on the show, you kind of get an idea of the direction things are going and We'd probably also be covering the fact that if it was a huge drama storm too, right? We'd be <laughs> talking I mean, about that. Anything for content, right, Chris? <laughs> but I feel like the Matrix Room has been a, actually a nice place for people to just kind of hang out and see what's happening. I mean, there's we try to be as open and transparent on the GitHub issues and PR you know, comments and things like that as well. But the Matrix Room... I don't know. It feels like one of those key places. And we try not to like discuss too much there that's actually useful in a pull request or a, an issue. So it's a tricky balance. But for someone who's, you know, maybe new to open source and just wants to kind of, you know, sit back and watch what's happening first before, uh, you know, poking their toe in the, in the river, I feel like maybe that's a key. I don't know. Somehow we're doing something right. And I, I it's not only us, it's the whole community. Like, you know, El Ray and, and all those who are also sharing some mentorship. But I feel it's definitely not all us. I think that's one of the best parts. <laughs> You're totally right. Uh, I just feel so lucky that we have this amazing group of contributors. And uh, so thanks to everybody for sure. Indeed. Now, um, Ryan, I was curious, like uh, I noticed when I was browsing through your really beautiful uh, GitHub profile, which is one of the nicest I've seen. Uh, you worked really hard on that. It's really nice. So uh, kudos there. Um, I noticed uh, that you've also been doing pull requests to other projects, and I noticed a Microsoft Playwright PyTest pull request that you put in. Can you tell us what that's about? Basically, one of the the big things I'm working on right now, and it's definitely a lot of work, is I am um, basically rewriting our entire end-to-end testing suite to try to hit all the important things on all the important pages. Wow. And one thing I had noticed while um, while writing these tests is a lot of the times we're taking a screenshot of the page, because that's one of the features within uh, Microsoft's Playwright, is it'll actually let you take a screenshot of the page and save it. Um, but I figured most of the time... It wasn't really necessary unless there was an error. Like if if the page or if the test failed, then the page should then capture a screenshot so we can actually look at the report and see what's wrong. So I went and looked through the documentation and found out that um, you can actually set it to take a screenshot of any page that fails a test. But there was a limitation to it to where it wouldn't take a picture of the entire page. It would only take a picture of what was within the viewport. 
So basically the equivalent of what's on your screen versus like the whole page, if that makes sense. So I opened a PR to um, Microsoft's Playwright PyTest wrapper. And basically what that is, if I understand it correctly, is it's just a wrapper that allows us to um, use PyTest to do some things automatically with Playwright and um, set up things there. And I just added an option to allow um, to, a screenshot to be a full page. <laughs> and we're just waiting on that to get merged in, hopefully soon. And then we'll be good. Well, I think that's like uh, another testament to how great everyone has been c- contributing to this project. Because this is not the first time we see one of our JB listeners contributing to an upstream project to get some functionality that we want in our website or some bug that we find in, I don't know, Hugo or some other libraries that we're using. And so I think that is uh, such a wonderful thing. So hopefully that gets merged soon so that you can continue your work on the end-to-end testing because that, that is looking very promising. That's nice. In fact, it does remind me that I did hear from the Podverse team that they are looking for folks that have Android development experience that have experience setting up Kotlin development environments um, just because that's an area where they want to focus on improving Podverse, the player, is on the Android side. And um, I think Mitch is an iOS developer himself and an iOS user, so that's pretty handled, but they could really use some Android expertise if anybody out there um, wants to just do a little bit of time helping them get kind of set up in the right direction. I don't think you're necessarily looking at like an ongoing thing, but they could just kind of, you know, use some. Uh, sanity checking and make sure that you know if there's a better way to do it they're doing it that kind of thing and it's a great player pod versus gpl i think it's one of the better podcasting 2.0 clients and it has a real bright future if we can get you know all the features and bugs and all that whatnot taken care of this is uh this is i you know speaking of contributing to projects really ryan i think before we move on i kind of had uh kind of just a generic question for you and that is if you, I've asked this before, but if you had like a magic wand and could get something done on the website tomorrow, I'm curious what you would, uh, I don't know, conjure up with that magic wand. What would you change? Uh, right this second, getting the emoji tags to work as <laughs> and, and and tags that have apostrophes. Those are the two things that have really slowed my, down my testing the past couple of days. That's such a great answer. That's such a great answer. That seems so doable. You know, like, it's not like me. I'd be like, I want to add a geocache section. I want a brand new boost page. Like, these are the things I want. But Scope creep. Yeah, it's a lot. But that is actually reasonable and useful. So check those boxes. Well, one thing I noticed is, uh, and this is, I think, probably fairly common, is, you know, you're trying to accomplish one thing or one feature, and then all of a sudden you run into all these other things that you never expected. And all of a sudden, it's this rabbit hole of things you got to solve. That's just maybe how it goes. I don't know. Seems like it. Always does. Technology, mechanical, whatever. It always feels like it's always a rabbit hole of issues. You're thinking of your car. Is that what's happening yeah, here? I'm thinking of your car. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my car's a rabbit hole, that's for sure. More of a pit of despair, I think, is the way to describe it. Well, Mr. CG, thanks for coming on. And thanks for your help. Thanks for participating in our community and contributing value, as you do. We really appreciate it. And it's moments like right now, when Brent's traveling... We have something we have, or, you know, everybody just got things going on. I'm, you know, constantly, consistently distracted by other projects. And it's really great. We're really grateful that things can continue to proceed, that you can, 
you know, kind of us, we can kind of take a break from being online 24 seven every now and then, and things will continue to progress. People's answers, people's questions get answered, work gets done, tests get built. Like all that stuff is just so it's, it's, it makes a difference between us being able to do this and not be able to do this, this new website and all these things. It's the difference between us actually being able to pull it off and not. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you guys for open sourcing the project and giving us another way to give back to you guys for giving us such great content. Oh, you know, and, and to that end, I, I believe a podcaster are, or two are looking at, at the project. They're looking at Hugo. They're looking at what, what they could adapt for their own podcast now. Hmm. So people have noticed. I don't know if we're going to see anybody fork. I don't know what's going to happen, but uh, I heard via the grapevine that a couple of different podcasters are looking at it. So Well, that's exciting. Mm-hmm. Nice work, everyone. I think that's a sign of um, acknowledgement that we've built something useful, right? Don't you think like if people are like seriously thinking about oh, maybe I should fork this and use it for my podcast network like that's something. Yeah, sign of success. Speaking of value for value, I just want to mention by the time you're hearing this, it's going to be over, but they may have a playback. We'll put a link in the show notes because on March 30th, which is the day after this comes out or the day before, you know what I mean? I'm doing a webinar with uh, Nick from Fountain FM, one of the co-founders uh, that's presented by RSS.com. And it's really going to be a chat around value for value, integrating sats and uh, how podcasters can get started with that. And RSS.com looks like I think they have a platform that supports value for value now, too. So they're like, you know, getting really competitive with the podcasting 2.0 features, which sounds nice. So we'll have a link in the notes because they may have a playback or not. But I suppose if you've listened to every episode of this show, you may have a pretty good grasp of what I'm going to say at this point. <laughs> but if you want, like, not just my take, but others take and a kind of a condensed encapsulated version, that webinar from RSS.com is probably going to be the place for it. You know what I'm saying? Brentley, what do you think? Should we do uh, a little bit of a boosties? You want to do some Yes, boosts? please. I've been itching right. for it all episode. I, I really enjoy these boosts, so let's get into it. And now it is time for... Le boost. Always the pickup I'm looking for. And we got a 25,000 sat boost from Anonymous. And they asked if there are safety concerns with not having to register for Linux Fest Northwest. And I gave this some thought and I'm trying to think what the safety concerns would be. If you're working under the assumption that somebody's there to do harm, I don't know if a registration where you could just give any name you want really changes anything, right? Because you could just, before, you could just walk up and say, you know, my name is Brent Smith. And then you just get a little name badge that says Brent Smith on it, right? Um, versus just not going through that process. So I'm not sure. What do you think? Do you think it, does it have any safety concerns, not having people register at the uh, front desk? I haven't come up with anything. I, I, I feel like really it's just a nice thing to have for the organizers to make the best of it and make sure there's enough of, you know, swag or all the things they need to organize. But I'm not sure if safety concerns is one of them i mean if say there's a fire which hopefully there isn't but say there's a fire i don't think the numbers will be the thing that determines anything there either so and there's other ways to count right you can have people at the door they're just clicking a counter as people come through right 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 that's a good way to do and it. honestly in modern in modern events another way you can kind of tell though it's not super accurate you can overcount, but is uh unique mac addresses <laughs> and things like that can also there's there's ways right um uh and the the truth is it's a college campus and i've been going for 20 years 
I think I've gone through registration once, maybe once ever. People also sort of know who you are. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big shot now. Yeah, I'm a big time podcaster now, right? But um, no, it's just that it's an open campus, right? And so it's easy. You can come in one of the side doors and just bypass. If you don't go through the main entrance, you don't go through the registration area. And they don't stop you. They're not going to like, hey, hey, man, where's your name badge? You know, they just like, they, nobody does that. Yeah, when I went uh, last time, well, I guess I missed the last time. It's complicated. When I went one time, <laughs> um, I did register and I got some like swag and stuff. But there were tons of people who didn't need to register. And and like Chris said, uh, there are no gates or anything. It's just there's a ton of different doors, like main doors to get in from the front, from the back. And, uh, yeah, if you're feeling like you want to be a bit more anonymous, anonymous, then you can totally do that. And I think that's very well accepted at, uh, at this Linux fest. So no problem there. Hybrid sarcasm comes in with 32,703 sats. Woo. Let's hear it. Coming in hot with the boost. <laughs> that is a hot boost. And uh, it looks like it's a zip code boost, um, for, uh, Florida. Apoka? How do you say that? How do you A P O P K A? I just started playing poker music in my in my head immediately. <laughs> it's a poker. <laughs> it's a poker. I love these zip code boosts. These are fantastic. Thanks, Sarcasm. He says, boosting you from a zip code in Central Florida. Here's an unusual question for Chris. How might you describe your relationship with food? Oh yeah, I remember I saw this. These are funny, right? Because office hours is every two weeks, but I watch the boosts as they mm. come in and then like they just marinate in my head. Over time, it's interesting. Um, so he writes, how would you describe your relationship with food? I, for one, turn to food for comfort. I have small kids and a job that stresses me out. So my battle of the bulge is a long-standing one. Does the stress of running JB lead to weight gain from comfort food? If so, are you able to find comfort relief from anything else? Loving office hours. Thank you very much. Brent, um, I kind of want to have you describe your observations with my relationship with food. Uh, how, what, what kind of eater would you describe me and be honest? Don't, don't hold anything back. It's totally fine. Yeah. I think, I think each of our relationships, this is my preamble. You ready? I think each of our relationships with food is complex. Uh, and yours is unique well, to yours you. Is per- oh man. Well, Hey, Hey, okay. You'll describe, <laughs> is- you'll describe yeah, mine right. in a moment here. All right. And, uh, um, but I've, I've, I've noticed you like when stress is high, you'll just totally skip meals. You will just sort of like float through and get a bunch of stuff done and take in whatever fluid you need to, to try to keep on that high. You'll eventually kind of come to a point where you're like, okay, we gotta, we gotta sort this out. But, um, but I've noticed that you, well, this is from my perspective. So I've noticed you can go without food for a long time, but I eat like a rabbit, like every hour and a half or something like that. So maybe it's not a fair comparison. Um, but you do really love food. Like it's not because you don't skip meals because food doesn't do anything for you. When you, when you're relaxed, uh, food is a thing you care about. I mean, just look at your grilling skills, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's a real joy. It's something that both the wife and I, I think both enjoy very much. And, uh, I don't get a lot of time to do it, but when I do get the time, I do deeply enjoy it. I don't, I think you're, I think you're halfway there. Sarcasm. Um, I believe it's the stress. I believe it is the stress. Um, I don't know if it's, I mean, if you're eating a lot of carbs and you're eating a lot of crap and a lot of fats and salts, then yeah, it's, it's the food. But if you're like me, the, the biggest, um, indulgence that I have is sugar-free energy drinks. I drink way too many of those. And I think that does still mess with my insulin levels 
and uh, can cause weight retention. But I, uh, <clears throat> I had an interesting experience in life where uh, I had just all of a sudden had a lot less stress. And uh, I lost so much weight during that time. I mean, 45 pounds, maybe. I mean, it was really remarkable. I was a different. You could see it in some of my YouTube videos in my early uh, YouTube vlog attempts, uh, you know, a lot less weight. Um, and then when life got stressful again, a series of events that were really super crazy stressful. And then the whole like negotiating to get the business back and running a business again. I just haven't been able to lose the weight since then it came back and, uh, it sticks, you know, and I would, so like for today, this morning I had, um, athletic greens for breakfast, which is, uh, kind of like a powdery quasi protein shake, but instead of protein, it's mostly veggies and stuff. Um, and then, uh, right before the show, about an hour and a half before the show, I had two scrambled eggs with some ham and onions in it. And that's it. You know, now it's about one o'clock in the afternoon and that's what I've had today. It's not, I don't, I just, so I don't really get an opportunity to stress eat. Um, and then the other way is I don't really have the money for it too. So that helps. But, um, I do take comfort in food, I suppose. I think it's the stress. And so I've been trying to find ways I've been, I'm always thinking about what is it I need to change. And sometimes I can't take action immediately on those things. And sometimes it's things that you can take action on, and it's just trying to come to a balance on that. Um, and then the other thing I think that would do me a lot of good is cutting out sugar. Because sometimes in the evenings, like after about 6, 7 o'clock, my energy starts to fade. I don't let myself eat after 7.30 generally, but um, my energy starts to fade. You know, everybody's still awake. The kids are still awake. Everybody still wants to go, go, go. And I'm like ready to pass out. And I can tell that I... I start convincing myself it's okay to have sugar. I'm really good at that, coming up with these loopholes of why it's okay for Chris to eat this ice cream tonight or have this chocolate tonight, you know, and come up with all these great maths and I'll make up for it tomorrow. And of course, then tomorrow comes and <laughs> never happens. So it's just, it's just, I'd love to know your thoughts more, Hybrid. I'd love to know what you're doing. And I, I think this is something that we should talk more about as a community because even those of us who don't necessarily have a lot of weight, we could probably eat and live a little healthier because we probably spend a lot of time in front of the computer. And as I age, it's something I think about that I want to address now in my early 40s rather than battle it in my 50s or 60s. So it's on my mind, and I'd love to hear your thoughts, sarcasm, and I'd really like to hear everybody else's thoughts too because it's something I've been giving more and more thought to recently as time goes on, I suppose. We got 5,000 sats from Drew of Doom, our editor. Boost! Which uh, he also gets a cut of. So he's boosting himself when he does that, which I think is fantastic. <laughs> he also boosted you and me because we all get split. <laughs> Thanks, Drew. Yeah, when you boost these shows, uh, any show that Drew edits, he gets a split of that boost. So uh, you're contributing directly to uh, Drew's uh, sat stacking. Drew has a suggestion for our peer tube seating Python script oh, that we've been yeah. talking about. And he suggests the name should be Mass Pollinator. You know, playing on the Pierce, pier, like seed, peer tube seeding. I actually really like that. I thought at first it was some kind of like throwback to the Cottonwood disaster. Oh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Or the fact that it's spring is in the air and there is just uh, mm. plant stuff everywhere. I like that. I think I think mass pollinator is a contender, although there's another one that comes in here in a minute that we'll have to weigh it against. Uh, Megastrike comes in with 3000 sats. 
says the car talk has been great. While stressful, it's very satisfying to fix something mechanical. If you're looking for a good YouTube channel, Raymond Ray's repairs is awesome. All right. They uh, they're not know how to, how to's, but him just filming his job. I've learned a lot about troubleshooting for his vi- from his videos. I also think the production will be right up your alley. Keep up the good show. Thank you, Mega Strike. That's a solid recommendation. Raymond Ray's repairs. I will give that a go. I've also been enjoying a kind of cheap YouTube knockoff of Top Gear called uh, Car Trek. And uh, Car Trek, inspired by Star Trek, is three buddies who generally have really crappy cars and go on an adventure with those cars. Yeah, it's got echoes of Top Gear, but it works. It works. And uh, I've been enjoying Car Trek for those that uh, would like to partake. And I'll check out Raymond Ray's repairs. Sounds like a good one. Also appreciate anybody else's suggestions for great Car repair channels, specifically ones that get you fired up to go work on your car. Mm-hmm. That's I love those to get me all. All right. I'm going to go do this. This is a, this is a doable task. Mere Mortals comes in with a row of ducks and he's uh, or they sorry. Or she I can't I forget uh, are uh, boosting in to give me a hard time about me calling 9 a.m. early. They say at least it's not 2 a.m. like it is for me. Are you going to tune in? Oh, that's great. Uh, will it be recorded? Oh, because you want to you want to tune. Oh, I see Mirror Mortal. I see what you just did there. I see you got me all excited. And then you hit me with the can I watch it later? Yeah, yeah, I think so, but I don't know. I'll find out. <laughs> I'll update everybody and I'll link it uh later on if I can. So keep an eye out for show notes or for a tweet or something. I don't know. I don't know. And uh I know you you know, Mirror Mortals, I gotta I gotta tune back in. Now that I switch back over to Podverse, I'm not subscribed to the pod anymore. I'm gonna fix that. Go check out the Mirror Mortals podcast. Little pluggy there. Gene Bean comes in with a row of ducks. He says, rename the Peer Tube Headless Cedar to Alder or Willow. <laughs> Their seeds will float on streams to help spread the new, to the new area. You can check out this water dispersal section for details. And Gene Bean, you nerd, <laughs> links us to woodlandtrust.org.uk and uh, talks about the five ways trees spread their seeds. <laughs> the mass pollinator. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, mass pollinator, I think it kind of actually fits in with that. Iraq comes in with a row of ducks. <sighs> he could tell he's frustrated with me. Expansion and compression is physics, Chris. When something is warm, it expands. When it's cool, it contracts. So the lower level of oil in your engine makes perfect sense when it's cold. I'm surprised there isn't a cold and warm level on this on the dip. Yeah. So, you know, I thought about it after that episode. It was kind of obvious. But what I was expecting is when the engine is hot, the oil being all up in the engine. Right. I would expect it would take like a couple of hours for that oil to come all dripping down into the pan. But maybe, we, you know, with this, you know, thin oil that they put in these cars, maybe that's just not the case anymore. Maybe just. But, you know, I remember back in the day, like you turn off the engine, you check it and. It would read one level, and then you let it sit for two hours, and it would read like I had more. Uh, my wife's car's like that, but uh, yeah, that makes sense. Heat expansion, etc. Marcel comes in with Enterprise Sat seventeen oh one. Did you did you say you use the Nextcloud recipes app? Do you mean the Nextcloud cookbook app? I'm a contributor to that app. I thought you would have been using one of those truly flashy options you guys talked about on self hosted from a year or so ago. Marcel, I tried those, and they were too much. The cookbook app is exactly just enough app. It was perfect. And then you combine it with, um, there's a couple of really nice apps. Um, 
on Android and there's a nice app on iOS, just the NextCloud cookbook app. But on Android, I'm really liking Nook and OOK, which is a cookbook client once you have the NextCloud app installed. And Marcel, I also uh, believe I saw that you contributed to the new Smart Selector or Smart Picker that's in the NextCloud Hub 4 release. So you are on fire, sir. Well done. You know, Marcel was also here at the meetup in Berlin. So I got to meet Marcel. Uh, we talked all about that in the latest Linux Unplugged as well. But Marcel came uh, the furthest of any listener who showed up to the meetup. I mean, we'll see what happens this Friday, but uh, something like five hours away. So that is impressive. Oh, man. I'm I'm jealous. I feel like the boosters are kind of like celebrities. I'm like, you got to meet Marcel. I know, eh? <laughs> That's great. Golden Dragon comes in with a traditional row of ducks and says, great show, guys. And then additional 502 sats to say that perhaps Seedpeer, S33DPEER, Seedpeer would be a cool name. Seedpeer is clever. I don't know about the threes. You're getting kind of fancy there. But Seedpeer is really clever because it tells you what it does in the name. Mass pollinators funny and seed peer is obvious, right? And I kind of feel like if we named it seed peer, we, you know, we didn't create it, but if the community member that contributed it named their peer tube reseed or their headless peer tube reseeder seed peer, I think other people would see that, get it and use it. We'd probably mm. have other peer tube users that would want this. We can't be the only people that want to set up headless restream endpoints. You know, when you can go spin up a, 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 a Linode Nanode for $5 a month all around the world and have this running when we're, when we're live, why, why would people not want to take advantage of that? So I really like mass pollinator, but I also really like seed peer because it feels self-explanatory, you know, what are your thoughts, Brent? Maybe mass pollinator could be like the subtext seed peer, the mass pollinator, right? The function that it's performing uh -huh. is a mass, poll it's mass pollinating, right? Right. Oh, I like that. Bit of a hybrid. Why choose? Why not both? Do you remember back in time? Do you remember when we were trying to find a name for Castablasta? And uh, yes, we're soliciting a bunch of uh, user submissions as well. Yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Castablasta is fun. So that's the name for our internal publishing pipeline that we'll soon be doing even more. That's fun because it's a reference to like the very first podcast that we played around with before we well, before we launched Jupiter Broadcasting which is properly wiped off the internet. And if it's not, I'm screwed. <laughs> seriously, dude, seriously. It was a different time. How was right comes in with 2,100 sats. This is why I stream sats because I don't always remember to boost, but I want to support you guys. I hope the streaming of sats is a moral boost for you all. Hal, mm. it absolutely is. So yeah. I go to a different dashboard to see the streamers and it's always a treat because it, it gives me a sense of like, I don't know how to describe it. Like you're really there because I can see, I have a dashboard to pull up and as those sats are coming in, I can see what episode you're listening to. I can, I can see a username if you want to, you know, if you want to put that in the boost or in the, in the thing. And it's really, I don't know. It's like, a, it's this, it's this signal I've never had before as a creator. You, you obsess on something for a week before you record it. Then you, you record it and then it gets edited and it's, it's all this work. It's a whole team's work focused on getting this thing out and then you just throw it over the wall and there's not this visceral connection to when you listen to it and and maybe for some it's in the back of their mind like well maybe they downloaded it but they're not actually listening and when you see the sat streams come in you're like there's not only is there people out there listening right now but they get value from it they appreciate it they support us and i can see that they're listening right now 
as those sats come in. Uh, I don't know. It, the, the boosts and the sat streaming have made me feel more connected, more just in tune with the community than I've felt in 16 years of doing this. Um, it's like this, it's like this direct wire. And uh, so we definitely appreciate the sat stream. Thank you very much, Hal. If you'd like to boost in or support the show, there's a couple ways you can do it. I'd say if you're listening to this show, try a new podcast app. Why not ride the wave? New podcast apps.com. Podverse is the GPL cross platform one. Castomatic gets a lot of love on iOS. And then there's Fountain. Definitely a favorite in the audience because you get to stream, you get sats while you listen to podcasts. They have a cool system where people will buy, there'll be a, there'll be a couple of sponsored uh, clips from time to time. It's very clearly labeled in the feed. And those sponsors, buy that placement with sats and then fountain uses those sats. They turn it around and stream that to the listeners. And so you get to earn sats and then you can use those to boost in or just stack. You know, a lot of people just stack sats, listen to podcasts. So fountain.fm for that. And of course that's also at newpodcastapps.com. If you don't want to switch your damn podcast app, you like it. I understand you want to keep it. I get it. I've been there. Maybe you tried one of the new apps. It didn't work out. Totes understand. Get Albie, get Albie.com. You can top it off inside or you could just send sats from a different app into Albi because it's an open network. So you can move between apps. No problem. Once you have Albi, you go to the podcast index, look up the old office hours. We'll put a link in the notes because sometimes it's hard to find. I know it. It's a really generic name. And uh, you can boost right there from their web page. Super easy. Super smooth. Right, Brentley? Oh, yeah. I guess one more mention for that meetup, meetup.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting. Now, when we do LUP on Sunday, you're going to be in berlin you're gonna be i have you know me i schedule my flights around linux unplugged so i will still be here at the next cloud office in berlin now don't forget i haven't made it official yet but around the end of april like the last weekend of april i want to do a meetup in olympia here in washington so when you get over at alex's house and you get all wrapped up in projects like i know it's gonna happen <laughs> don't forget at the end of april we want to do a little meetup here all right Got a couple things for you and I to work on. Just keep that in your travel budget. And also, if you're listening to this, this is the first time I've probably mentioned it on air, but I think we're going to do a meetup in Olympia, Washington around the end of April. The weekend that would have typically been Linux Fest, just for folks in the area that want to get together. And uh, Wes knows a great place. So sounds like it's going to be a must-attend event if you're a local. When we do post it, we'll have it meetup.com slash Jupiter Broadcasting. we got a lot more to share, though. But for now, it's time to get out of here. We got stuff to do. It's been like an entire amount of time that Brent goes without with eating. Oh, oh yeah, I never mentioned your eating habits. But yeah, he eats frequently. He has a few allergies he'd like to tell you about. <laughs> and occasionally he'll try meat, but we don't talk about that. All right. That's it, everybody. I got more to do, so I got to wrap it up. Thanks for joining me. Office hours are over. See you next time. <laughs>